0: Oh, let's go. It's the Plank Show. We're on the road on a Wednesday. We're at Caven's Construction. Call Gary and his crew at 405-573-3048. Cavens also constructed up our feed today. He fixed that too, Josh. The man is a legend. He can help you too. Um, 405-573-3048. Any, anything that's broke that kind of caught your eye? Over the last, I mean, we had the uh, the firing last night of Nate McMillan, which uh, the timing of that is weird. It's literally the day before the second half of the season starts, or after the All Star break. Why not like fire him the, the the end of the first half of the season or at the start of the All Star break, so you can you know get your new guy in there and let him do his job? But no, 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 you wait until now, and everyone's pointing a finger at Trey. It's like, dude. It's the NBA, man. Nate McMillan's had an incredible run, but he ain't done jack squat since his first year. So I don't know, man. That kind of surprised me a little bit. Quinn Snyder in play there, Josh. Your thoughts on Quinn Snyder as the next coach of the Atlanta Hawks, potentially.
1: I think he did a largely pretty good job in in Utah. So to me, he would be a terrific candidate. Generally speaking, I'm, you know, me, I'm, Kind of, Mister. No thanks on retread coaches, but in the case of Quinn Snyder, I think uh, he would be a good hire.
0: Um, and, and quick shout out by the way to our buddy Marcos who had reached out to me yesterday. Marcos, I'm sorry I missed this, um, but he is. Uh, he's got an opportunity. I'll make sure I get this right. It is Engineering Week. Did you know that, Josh? I am not smart enough to even know anything about this. But they've got discounted tickets to the OU Women's Gymnastics Meet on Friday night against West Virginia. And let's see, what else does he have here? The Engineering Club presents Engineering Evolved. Ooh, fancy. All right, if you guys want this uh, discount code, just hit me up. He did say something interesting because we were talking about, and I I bring this up not just to promote his – Event that's coming up, but Josh. I brought it up. What happens if the SEC is swayed by Jerry Jones to bring the SEC championship to Jerry World? Jerry World. Marcos had a great point on this, and I bring it up before we get to the top five stories of the day. Um per the SEC move of the conference championship game, which is currently in Atlanta, which represents a state that one of the 14 teams in the conference, <laughs> bordering four other member states, once OU and Texas join, if it were at Jerry World, it would be a state that represents two of the teams in the conference, double the representation, and bordering three other member states Hashtag just saying. Now, I'm not here to upset the apple cart. I'm not here to make Barrett Salee and uh, the Cole Kubliks and Greg McElroys of the world and the Paul Feinbaums start to freak out. But I am here for it if they announce, hey, we're going to start a rotating basis for the SEC championship game and the second we're gonna continue in Atlanta uh, every three years in Atlanta, but we're going to go to dallas uh slash arlington or we're gonna go to miami right just something in florida bro i am here for the freak out when they move that thing out of atlanta goes you think you think that longhorn fans cry when you throw the horns down wait till you see the reaction when the sec plays a sec championship game in jerry world oh my goodness they're going to cry for days. And you know what's going to happen? Because you're going to make too much money off of it. you got to make up for that money that the Big Ten's got you on their media deal right now. Jer- Jerry will be on the phone. Hey, Greg's Jerry. <laughs> yeah, they'll have Jerry. It. It's going to be there in a freaking heartbeat. Why wouldn't it be there already? You have Texas A&M. Texas A&M is in Texas. I can't wait, Josh. Oh. It's the top five thing most ex- I'm most excited about for the SEC. What are you pumped for the SEC? Going to Bama? Sure. LSU? Yeah. What's number one? When they move the conference championship game to Dallas and to watch all the SEC diehards cry about it. I cannot wait. Oh, my gosh. All right, you ready for the top five stories of the day? Giddy up. Let's go. All right. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Here we go. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Seven. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. How Greg Sankey has ruined the traditions of the SEC, my column. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, there's, you know, an easy argument to be made that you want to engage those Texas and Oklahoma and A&M fans and make them feel like they're a legit part part of this thing. So you would rotate that SEC championship game. And I don't even know that you just stop at Atlanta and Dallas. I mean, there's an argument to be made to take it into Florida maybe once or twice. And you mm-hmm. could do the same thing with the SEC men's basketball tournament. I don't know what, sure. the, what the thought would be on where you would move that around to. But I can understand the thinking by behind why you would consider that. But, yes, it would be terrific to watch okay. the outpouring of frustration.
0: One more dumb question before we go to big story number five. What do they make? Like, what does at t Stadium, what does Mercedes-Benz Stadium, what do these places pay to put on those events? Because there's a part of me that I wouldn't mind, hey, you know be kind of cool? Can you imagine conference championship games in the home of the higher seed? And, I mean, I'm sure there's – Way too much money involved in these places hosting this event. But, I mean, you guys want to start ratcheting up things in the regular season. Imagine having the opportunity to host a conference championship game. I mean, that'd be freaking awesome. But, again, I'm not here to completely change the world, Josh. I'm just here to laugh whenever it gets adjusted and the SEC homers just freak out. Freak out, man. Through 2026,
1: based on what I'm looking at.
0: The SEC championship game in Arlington, 2027. Mark it down. All right. Big story number five. Number five. I don't know how to address this, approach it, except to say um, Nate Oates realized he made a mistake and quickly apologized. But is the bigger mistake that Brandon Miller is even playing. Nate Oates yesterday initially laying out the reports that tied freshman Brandon Miller projected top five pick in the NBA draft, is not in any trouble after prosecutors revealed details of his contact with teammate Darius Miles the night of Jamea Harris' killing in Tuscaloosa. At a hearing for the capital murder charge, not trespassing, not jaywalking, capital murder charge, Law enforcement officers testified that Brandon Miller brought Miles the gun that another defendant used to murder Jamea Harris. Now, I, I don't think you want to see how Alabama fans are reacting to this because their old thing is this isn't new. Everyone knew this and they've done what they were supposed to do, but you're just like, what are you, what do you guys doing? T- Stop. Remember our conversation about Joe Mixon, Josh? It's okay to sit something out. It's okay to sit some out, but this is a murder charge right now. And I hope, I hope that if any of my friends call me in the middle of the night and say, Hey man, I need you to bring me my gun. Hey, I hope I wouldn't have your gun. And B, I hope I'd be smart enough to say, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And I want you guys to think about this before something happens that changes and ruins your life. I don't know if I would have – I hope I would have been smart enough in my young age. I was pretty dumb. Still dumb today. But not dumb enough to defend this. So Nate Oates comes out and drops this doozy during his press conference whenever he was asked about the, the new discovery, right, for all of us, the new discovery about Brandon Miller's involvement in this saga it's tragedy. We knew about that. I mean, you know, you can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor has he been in any type of trouble in this case. Like, in the wrong spot, the wrong time. Wrong spot, wrong time in bringing, wait for it, a murder weapon to a murderer. Wow. That is that's a pretty interesting phrasing now, in fairness, in fairness, NATOs came out and was like, listen, um he apologized I the, the the wording was not what he wants, and he walked it back, but I'm here to tell you right now uh it is. It is wild, Josh, to see the social media reaction from Alabama fans on anyone that posts about this right now. It is, it's shocking. It is shocking. But here we go. But, I mean, it they're going to play him. They see no problem here. They've done their due diligence. Everyone's trying to make it seem like we're the late ones to the party. But, I don't know how you felt, Josh, but this had me feeling kind of gross after seeing this story last night.
1: Yeah, well, one thing that can definitely be said is Coach Oates needs a massive PR class. S- somebody has to sit him down and help him immensely because just oh, terrible, yeah. just terrible from a public relations standpoint, the way that he handled this. the uh, I'm assuming lawfully possessed gun by Brandon Miller because I haven't seen anything to the contrary. And obviously he'd be uh, in legal trouble if it was the opposite. I hadn't really seen that mentioned or discussed anywhere on any of these stories. Uh, Wrong place, wrong time. Terrible wording. Uh, I I, I can't believe that that's what he would say in a public setting. In a sense, he's right about Brandon Miller. I mean, assuming that, again, and, and I'm believing this to be the case because I haven't seen anything to the contrary, Brandon Miller lawfully possesses this weapon and, and, passes the weapon along and obviously it's used in, in a murder so mm, you know Brandon Miller story. has Brandon Miller yes has has you know obviously involved in a horrible situation but to some degree kind of didn't do didn't do wrong right so I sort of understand what the coach is saying it's a horrible situation uh, you're talking about somebody's life that you're, right. you're wrapped up in but uh, obviously the the PR work just
0: terrible. Really bad, really bad. All right, big story number four. Number four. Quickly, OU Arlington tonight against Stephen F. Austin. Sooner Baseball will be on our flagship station on the Sooner Radio Network. That's AM 1400. Are we still on 99.3 FM, Josh Helmer? We are. Okay, so 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, for OU Baseball tonight in Arlington, in, I almost said Jerry World. They're playing a baseball game in Jerry World at at the home of the Rangers, Globe Life Field, 6 o'clock, first pitch, 5.30 pregame show on the Sooner Radio Network. The Sooners will be home this weekend then for a three-game set against Ryder. Big story number three. Number three. All right, man, it's just been an S show. I can't think of any other way to put it. On the um, in the free agent world for quarterbacks. I mean, I, I'm i about sick and tired of hearing about Derek Carr, and I'll love him to death. But listen, Diana Rossini, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but stop.
1: Derek Carr is certainly in the driver's seat here in the situation. You just mentioned some of the teams that are interested in him. And in terms of that visit with the New York Jets, I heard it went really well from both sides. And in terms of what New York was trying to sell them, because let's face it, that's what they're doing at this point. They were pretty clear with them. They they told him he's a great quarterback. They believe that he's got a legit surrounding cast of players. They went through the top D, the strong young skill guys, the explosive run game. They ran through top to bottom of why Derek Carr can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Right? So they went full in. All
0: right. So, oh, in on- all right. I, Devontae Adams set him up last year when he's like, you go from one Hall of Famer to another. Remember that? And Aaron Rodgers was kind of joking on it. Now you've got this. Now, I, first of all, if Derek Carr goes to New York and they win a couple Super Bowls, then, yeah, he's he probably going to end up being a Hall of Famer. But, Josh, is Patrick Mahomes still playing for the Chiefs? Did he retire?
1: Yes, I believe we ain't done yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think Kansas City's going anywhere. But I don't know, dude. I This really opened my eyes in one thing. It's like, I, damn, they won him, right? I mean, it, it, it appears as if the two teams that Derek Carr has talked to New Orleans and New York so far, they're really making a push to go get them. So that, that kind of fired me up a little bit. But do you get the same sense I do that everyone's just kind of waiting to see what happens with uh, Aaron Rodgers before we go forward?
1: Yeah. If you're in the market to try and bring a quarterback in, then you have to evaluate all options. And obviously that's going to include Aaron Rodgers, right? I not too far removed from Aaron Rodgers still being one of the elite passers in this league. Probably your eyes are opened a little bit to uh the lackluster play from this past season, but everybody can convince themselves of what, Plank.
0: They can convince themselves that a guy can help take me to the next level. Fix somebody. Fix fix
1: Aaron Rodgers. We can fix it. We just get the right <laughs> weapons in here. It's gonna work for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Anyway, there you go. A little bit of news, a little bit of news as it pertains to uh, Derek Carr and not a lot of news on Aaron Rodgers as we just wait. No, no, man, he'll be fine. He's just a year removed for something. I warned you, guys, When if the Raiders end up with, Derek, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'll be sitting here with a 12 jersey on. I'll be telling you there's no difference between – Vaccinations and immunizations. I'll be talking about how it's all the Packers' fault. I'll be saying, you know, ayahuasca is really a good way to open your mind. You know, I just I'll, I'll become a complete and total homer for him. But for now, I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> I'm I'm fine if they go get Baker this off season. Let, let let Baker cook for a couple of years, and I'm I'm okay if they don't go get Aaron Rodgers in L.A. Uh, or in Las Vegas. All right, I gotta hustle here. And big story number two. Number two. Boy, we had a good night of hoops last night. Uh, Texas continues to look the parts. Six to shoot. Picks up the dribble now. Four to shoot in the corner. Rice, a contested 18-footer, and he hits it. Long two there. And Jabari knocks it down. His first bucket of the second half. He has 12 for the game. And Texas ends up beating Iowa State at home last night. Iowa State. Iowa State has won two games in conference play on the road. Two. They beat Oklahoma and TCU, and they beat them in back-to-back games. They haven't won on the road since. And yet there's still, they're still a three seed in the most recent bracketology. you will get Iowa State coming up this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. But for last night, Iowa State falls to Texas. Final score in that game from the oh, – hold on here. Why am I not uh, – there you go, 72 to 54 also last night in the big 12 man kansas state do they have baylor's number or what kansas state beats baylor by a final score of 75 to 65 how about what baylor head basketball coach scott drew said afterwards made it very simple it was his opening statement was very concise but we uh we know how he's voting First
1: of all, Coach Tang should be National Coach of the Year, period. I mean, they had two players. They filled the whole roster. They're picked at the bottom. He'll get my vote, and that's not because
0: he's my brother. He's earned it. Josh, Jerome Tang, Rodney Terry, who you got? Who you got for Big 12 Coach of the Year?
1: I've got Coach Terry, though Mm. I think Jerome Tang has done a very, very good job. With Kansas State, and there is an argument I think to be made that Kansas State's not as talented as Texas, so you could maybe swing uh, my opinion a little bit in that direction because of that. Both have done fabulous jobs. Obviously, it's not been in it's been a less than ideal circumstance at Texas with the the head coach getting let go, and yet you've kept things afloat, and you're maybe about to win this league, depending on how the next. Three games go, which that could that could influence this thing too, right? If K State wins its final three and Texas uh, falters a little bit, and all of a sudden you're tied in the standings, then then maybe that that teeter totters it back to tank. But
0: they both done a tremendous job. Do you a have a job. do you have a leaning one way or the other? I'm Ronnie Terry right now, but again, to, to me, that changes drastically depending on what happens over these final three games at Baylor, at TCU versus Kansas. Now, if they're sitting here um, a week from Saturday and we're getting ready to watch Texas host Kansas for the Big 12 championship, okay, that's one thing. That's a completely different world. But if they lose those three and Kansas State plays a little better, then obviously it might have a little different perspective. I think it's coming down to the wire. I really do. Um, And, oh, by the way, Texas A&M upset Tennessee. Tennessee is hard to figure out right now last night too. Big story number one. Number one. Number. Number one. Tough one last night for the Sooners. They fall at home to Texas Tech. Texas Tech has now put themselves firmly on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Sooners will have to scratch and claw to stay out of the cellar. Final score, the Red Raiders 74, Sooners 63. When we come back, the the big story that broke before the game is one that's resonating. We'll talk Bijan Cortez next right here on The Ref. I saw this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, which has been really good today. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Also, Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line, 405-329-9000. We've, we've talked a lot about the the game from last night, and it's, it's not, like, good. I can't think of any other way to put it. But things kind of started off on a bad note, right? Because the very first... Story you get leading up to to kickoff is what Josh Bijan Cortez is leaving the basketball program. In fact, he sent out a pretty simple tweet. I felt like gave us as as much information as we could possibly need on that front. And now you you, you kind of root for the best for Bijan. And here was the tweet last night. Due to personal reasons, I'm taking some time away from basketball. I look forward to returning as soon as I can. Thank you for all your support. Now, I mentioned the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone said, I hope Cortez's personal problems don't lead him to enter the portal and then the dominoes start to fall in the sooner camp." But I can see that. I I hope his personal problems don't lead him completely away from basketball. I hope basketball can be fun for him again. I hope it can be his, he, in, in some ways, if it – if it can be his distraction or if it can be something that brings him joy in whatever he's going through, right? I'm not privy to it. I'm not one of those people that feels like they need to know. I just – I really like Bijan Cortez. and my ex- experiences around him, he seems like a super kid. And the timing of it was weird. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't imagine that, you know, 17 hours ago, that he walked into Porter Moser's office and said, "Hey, I'm I'm not playing tonight. I'm stepping away from the game." Uh, I mean, I would I would almost be willing to bet anything, Josh, that that wasn't the case, but the way the Porter talked about him, you know, it doesn't seem that this is anything anything that they hold any ill will towards my, him. Here's Porter afterwards. My message to him is is, you know, I love him. We miss him in this program. Um, uh, and for me, for, for Bijan, all my prayers are for him. Um, and want him to, he's going to be welcomed with absolutely open arms. The only thing he's got from us is, is total love and support. He means a lot to our program. And uh, my just thoughts and prayers and love is is with Bijan. And um, so um, we're ready to embrace him whenever he, he feels he can uh, come back. So. You know, I I have a hard time remembering whenever I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. But I can't even imagine that challenge of the stress of, of basketball, struggling, right? Team's not good. He hadn't necessarily played well this year. I don't know what's going on in his personal life. I don't know what's going on with his grades. You know, good Lord willing, it's not a health issue, but, you know, it's just, it's a, it's another heartbreak for this team, and I don't know about you, Josh. When I when I saw the story, it was whoa. And hope everything's okay because it's just it's so uncommon for someone to just be like, hey, I got to get away from this. And it appears like that's what Bijan Cortez is saying.
1: Yeah, and for me, I, I immediately went to the Iowa beat earlier this year. Patrick McCaffrey, one of the one of the best players on the Iowa men's basketball program. Of course, son of the head coach. They've they've got two sons, Connor and Patrick McCaffrey, play for Fran McCaffrey in Iowa. Patrick McCaffrey stepped away for personal reasons earlier this season. Okay. Was battling anxiety. Couldn't sleep right. Uh, Schedule was off. Physically did not feel prepared to play men's college basketball. I don't know what the situation is with B. John Cortez. But I would just say from covering that experience and, you know, being – I just covering the experience earlier this year, it's easy for us to at times forget, oh, by the way, these are young men, young women that don't just play basketball for you or I – you or I's entertainment, right? There's a mm-hmm. lot of things going on in their life. And – they deal with real life problems too. In the case of Patrick McCaffrey, that was a pretty, pretty debilitating battle with anxiety. I don't know what it is for B. John Cortez, but just wish him well. And uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear from Porter Moser in Oklahoma that they're in complete support of B. John Cortez. They, they get it. And I don't, you know, to the texter that said, you know, I hope he doesn't wind up in the portal or on it, this to me does not sound in any way, shape, or form like it has anything to do with. B. John Cortez in the Oklahoma men's basketball program. This sounds like B. John Cortez has some things going on personally that he's got to deal with right now. And that that's, that's totally makes sense.
0: In talking about this today, we haven't talked much about it, right? It, we've kind of stayed centric on the game. And, and I've let you guys get all your frustrations out. and We'll capsulize those when we hit the text line next. But... Yeah, I felt the same way, Josh. Whenever I saw the story, there wasn't a part of me that in any way thought this had something to do with OU basketball. And, you know, I I, I get it. When, when things aren't going well, right, we point a finger at everybody. Gosh, this dude, this guy, well, why can't this guy score? Why can't – what's going on with, I don't know, he, Tanner Groves? He's soft, right? We hear everything, everything. But – you know, Bijan Cortez. This is—it's um, one of our dudes, man. It's an Oklahoma kid, Kingfisher. Not necessarily a metropolis. Not—not <laughs> not necessarily a—a—a a, a place with, say, more than one Seven Eleven. So, not just because he's from Oklahoma, not just because he plays OU basketball, and not just because he's open and honest about. It. I hope everyone that's struggling finds their why and finds their their joy and and can work through these situations but this one's a little bit more high profile right because it's an OU you hoop Scott I just I hope all things work out well for Bijan because I think I mean listen on a very greedy and selfish side I do think he has a chance to be a pretty good basketball player right I think he's got a chance to continue with with Bryce and get bigger and stronger I mean he he played in 30 games last year um now he didn't he kinda of got off to a slow start, but you know, he he's played an average of what, more minutes this year than he did last year, and he's averaging more points. Again, I know we're we're not talking about a dude that's had some massive double digit scoring game since uh November twenty seventh against Ole Miss. Man, matter to me, man. I just wanna see this kid get back and be good to go. He's been playing twenty plus minutes a game quite a bit. You know, most recently have you seen it dwindle. But Bijan Cortez. Best of luck. Hope they get him back soon, Josh. Hope whatever he needs to work through, he's able to work through and get back.
1: Absolutely. Just wish him the best. And, and again, r- reminder for you, I, everybody, we got to be mindful. I mean, there's more going on in these kids' lives sure. than just the sport that they play. So, just wish you the best. B. John, if for some reason you're listening, wish you the best. Yeah. And, uh, you know, life's bigger than basketball. It, it It is.
0: All right. One quick breaking news tidbit that may just matter to me. But the Tennessee Titans, Josh, are releasing Taylor Lewan, First-round pick, nine years with the Tennessee Titans. He was a major part in their turnaround. Three-time Pro Bowler hurt last year. But Taylor Lewan out on the market. Are you guys going to tag Orlando Brown? I would suspect
1: that that's what Kansas City will do. We'll tag him for a consecutive season.
0: And, and somebody had brought this up earlier on the text line, and I meant to get to it, and I completely missed it. But I, I, uh, I think we need to start monitoring what's going on up in Cincinnati. I think there's a chance Samaj P. Ryan's about to unseat Joe Mixon in the AFC championship game. In the AFC championship game, Josh, Samaj P. Ryan saw, I think, double the amount of snaps as Joe Mixon did, and Mixon's high-priced dude, gotten to, I know, I know no charges were filed, but had himself in a precarious situation this offseason. So, ah, you know, we were talking yesterday about a big trade that could end up happening. There's a chance that Joe Mixon might not be the guy that's traded. He might just be flat-out cut. So now it starts. You see cost cutting around the league. Taylor Lewan out in Tennessee. Derek Carr out in Vegas. We'll see who's next. And if someone eventually signs with someone. Alright, Best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line on a busy Wednesday from Cavins Next, right here on the ref. Doing some text here, Josh, as we head on the home stretch on a Wednesday from Cavens Construction. Does that sound good? Let's talk to the people. 405-573-3048 or Cavinsconstruction.com. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Brazilian Sooner right? you could hear the concern and care from Coach Moser. That's all anyone should need to know. Life is much more than sports. Well, Brazilian Sooner, you are 100% right. But don't try to tell me that when the Raiders are down three with two minutes to go in the game because that's life. Uh, here's one for the 5 3 Now, if you're just checking in, every every day now leading up to the start of spring ball, we're going to spend the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Maybe we'll throw in a guest every now and then. Counting down to spring football, storylines, angles. Today we talked about freshmen that could impact the defense and who we think could be those guys. Now, I don't know if I ever got your your third or if you want to add to it, but uh, we had Peyton Bowen, we had Adabare, and I threw um, – oh, why am I blanking? Macari Vickers. Macari Vickers, thank you. Was there anyone else you wanted to add? We're talking strictly defense? Strictly defense for today. And Kindle Dolby,
1: we say, sort of doesn't fit this. Is that sort of great... doesn't
0: fit? Yeah, that's right. At least in my world.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think those are the names. I, I think those are the names.
0: Now it should be also brought up that there's a good chance that none of them play, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, because I mean, we were like this with Jaron Kennick last year. But just again, maybe every day,
1: maybe a Jacoby Johnson if it clicks real quick. Just because uh, you got a unique... you like him. Yeah, I do, and he he's got some ball hocking skills, and the frame is it's mm-hmm. unique. I mean, he's he's a big guy, so I would say probably not. But okay, I I've, I'm at least I'm sounding partially sounding the alarm.
0: I like him. So anyway, for the five three nine, if D G comes out shaky, uh, shaky, shanky. It's my golf game. Shaky, I think there is real potential. We see Arnold. Clearly, we're not confident in our QB room past DG, seeing how Braden Willis took snaps over all of them. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think there's a battle for the backup spot. I think Jackson Arnold's the dude. I think he's the guy. But, sir, sir, that is for when we hit the offensive side of our conversation, but I appreciate it. Brian with a Y in Tulsa. I'm off for 2.30 kick times, boys. Just quit comparing God-making sunsets in Texas to alternate uniforms. That's the only problem I have with Del Conte, that and he is speaking for Texas. Fair enough. Um, For the 479 on the Alabama question. The real question about Brandon Miller is why hasn't the DA filed accessory to murder charges? Great question. I think you need to go ask every Alabama fan on Twitter right now because apparently they have law decrees, and they'll help you understand you, why that hasn't taken place. We,
1: we don't know the details of the case. so
0: There's a lot out there.
1: Do you think that's a possibility here, that, that before it's all said and done, that happens?
0: I don't think, unless, if they haven't done it yet, I don't know if they're going to, right? This isn't, at least in what everyone's telling me, this isn't new information and everyone's known about it. So, if that's the case, it's it's kind of like if it hasn't happened yet, I mean, are you, you going to do it because Twitter's outraged? or I, I don't know. I would assume that if it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen.
1: Right. But, they, they must, based on the details of the case, feel as though he's not an accessory to murder, that he simply made poor judgment clearly in giving a gun to somebody that he shouldn't have given a gun to.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, here's one on softball from Sam and Edmund. Whoever approved the 9.30 a.m. local game time for OU-UCLA should be fired immediately. Well, hold on here. Let's not start firing people for early start times. Uh, Yes, it's ridiculous that it's that early. 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. But I I also can't help but wonder if that might have been an Oklahoma request because – hold on here. Let me – I don't think Patty would want to play at 9 30. Coach, you can text me if I'm wrong, local time. But there is there are the travel issues, right? And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's not a ton of, of trips from <laughs> there's not a there's not a ton of flights from uh Palm Springs to Oklahoma City. And it looks like we're flying back. Whoa. All right, now I'll complain about it because we're not even flying back till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So why are we playing at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time, Josh? I'm with you, especially now that I've learned we're not leaving until 4 o'clock. You know, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about our trip in general because uh, it looks like we're flying into – are we flying into Los Angeles? If you're flying to the Los Angeles right now, they're in the middle of like a winter storm advisory. <laughs> so, good luck out in L.A. I'm sure that's going to go well, but we'll see. Fingers. Remember closed. what we've discussed, Plank.
1: You are not to look at any weather details before travel. That's right. Don't it's do that. It's not good for you.
0: Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm not. I don't want to get that. Oh, here's a good one. This is from the nine one eight. Sooners lose by two at Texas. Highly ranked, where they lost in overtime. But at home, they lose by ten to Texas Tech, who's at the very bottom of the Big 12 standings? Go figure. It's enraging. It's enraging. I don't know what else to tell you. 405. Playing with four Oklahoma basketball games this season and they lost all four. And why I would normally blame myself, I can't do it anymore. I sat in my seat for two hours thinking about all the other cool stuff I could have spent $6 or $8 on. Tanner Grove is 6'10 and got six rebounds. He was giving up rebounds to guards. And in the process, he made some guy named Fardoz look like Patrick Ewing. Groves is basically the great Kali of college basketball. Now, listen, I don't agree with you um quinn at dan freaking pants on twitter right but anytime you can get we've had a great Kali reference and a wcw uh super brawl reference in the last two days so i i feel pretty good about the way this show is going right now toby talked about this a while back we always have to do that we can't stand right and tanner groves has unfortunately been the recipient of that so far here in 2023 Deservedly so, Josh.
1: Oh, I think that he's and I've talked about this before, I think he's a little bit of a victim of what Oklahoma's run into in the past with a Brady Manic. They they need more bigs all around. And at right. times he's being asked to do things that he's just not built to do.
0: That was a hard watch the final four minutes last night. Hard watch. All right, quick break. We're back to wrap up this edition of the Plank Show live from Cavens on the Rap. Mold testing, mold removal, water extraction, structural drying, roofing. They do it all at Cavens Construction, Cavens Construction. 405-573-3048. Steel Man is here. He's coming up next. Josh, I have two things for you before we go. You and I are both, well, I mean, I'm a draft nut. I have issues, Right. You guys are always picking thirty first or thirty second in the draft, so at <laughs> times. But, but but it's still exciting, right? It's, it's still hey, exciting, Hey, what, what right? piece
1: can you add to this thing?
0: Yeah, wait till you guys add. Oh, why am I blanking on the Ohio State receiver that had the big Rose Bowl? Got hurt last year. Jackson, Jackson Smith, Smith, Smith in Jigba. Jigba. Wait till the Chiefs add him with the thirty first pick. Gosh. But with that in mind, the Titans are making moves. So we mentioned Taylor Lawan is being released, and they've also announced they're releasing Robert Woods. Remember, new general manager has come in, whole new take on things, kind of felt like they swung for the fences last year, came up short. So maybe they're like, okay, you know, moved off from A.J. Brown. I'm not saying they're in team tank mode. I'm not saying they're on the the Caleb Williams-Drake May train. But it might be a team worth watching. Uh, Here's a question. I didn't know if you knew this. Do you know who is considered to be in the front of Team Tank right now for 2023? Because this even surprised me. Number one, number one Team Tank for 23. For next season? For next season. No. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Yeah? What?
0: There is an overall feel that their their Team Tank – and they're going to rebuild their program and their franchise with Brady gone. And, you know, they have a bunch of injuries they're trying to bounce back from. A few bloated contracts. But, but, injuries, issues, Brady retires. Hello, Caleb Williams. Well, they, uh, they've they got a long ways to go to be that.
1: They they will have to be sending some pieces really elsewhere to to get to that
0: territory. Really bad. Um, David Goodspeed wants Robert Woods back on the Rams. (laughs) Hey, by the way, they've added another name to the quarterback list, Vegas. Baker Mayfield's name was thrown in there. Meanwhile, uh, Trey Young's coach got fired. So uh, sportsbetting.ag has put out new odds for Trey Young's next team, Josh. Josh. You want to take a quick guess at our final 30 seconds? The leader in the clubhouse to be Trey Young's next team, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are a rather long shot at 18 to one. The Miami Heat, huh. number one at 14 at uh, four to one, four to one. Oops. Y'all have a great rest of your day, uh, Josh. See you for a bit tomorrow. Steel Man and Thune at noon. Coming up next, live from here at Caven's on the Ref. Have a great day, everybody.